We're going to start today by first looking at the story that we heard from the book of Genesis. That story has an awful lot to teach us, but I find it especially helpful today because of what we're doing here at St. Michael and All Angels. Today we are inaugurating a new stage in our life and in the ministries of this community of faith. This is a very big day in our life together, and if we listen closely, we will find that Jacob has a lot to tell us about what it is we're doing today. So we heard the story of the encounter between God and the patriarch Jacob, the son of Isaac, the grandson of Abraham. Jacob has left the home of his father Isaac, and he's traveling to the home of his uncle Laban. And along the way, Jacob stops for the night in a place called Bethel. It's actually not called Bethel yet. It will be called Bethel after Jacob's visit. This is the same place, however, that Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, had come after Abraham had likewise left his home to travel to the land that God had promised to him. In chapter 13 of Genesis, we read that Abraham had came to the hill country east of Bethel and had pitched his tent. And there, for the first time, he built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord. And now Jacob, like his grandfather, has come to Bethel, And like his grandfather, the Lord appears to him and makes a covenant with him. I will give you this land, says God, and I will make your descendants as numerous as the dust of the earth. And all the families of the earth will be blessed in you and in your descendants. I will be with you wherever you go, and I will be with you until I have accomplished everything that I have promised." Now, the rest of Jacob's life is shaped by the promise that God makes to him at Bethel. God continues to be with Jacob wherever he goes, and all the families of the earth will be blessed through Jacob and his descendants by virtue of what God has done. And Jacob clearly, reasonably, is overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed to have had an encounter with the living God, and he is overwhelmed by the enormity of the promise that God makes to him. The Lord is in this place, he proclaims. This is none other than the house of God. Now that should sound familiar. Those are the same words that are carved on the cornerstone just outside the doors to St. Michael Chapel. And I want you to remember that. Jacob receives the promise that God makes to him and he acknowledges the greatness of God's promise by consecrating the place. Jacob does something else, too. This part was not included in today's lesson, but if you were to keep reading in Genesis, you'd find this. Jacob made a vow to God and said, if God will indeed be with me and if God will keep me in the way that I go and if God will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I may come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God and this shall be God's house and of all that God gives to me, I will surely give 10% back to God. Jacob responds to God's promise. That's what makes this a covenant and not a contract. Jacob recognizes that God's promise invites him to keep moving, to keep following the path that God has put in front of him. Jacob recognizes that he is being called forward in faith. And Jacob is thankful He promises to give a portion, everything God gives to him, back to God as a sign of ongoing thanks for God's provision. The rest of Jacob's life is shaped and is guided 
by his encounter with God at Bethel. Jacob receives the promise that God makes. He acknowledges the way that God's promise consecrate him and sets him apart for a particular work, the work of blessing all other nations, all other peoples. And Jacob responds to God's promise and vows to go forward, trusting that God will be with him. And he promises that his life will be one of continual thanksgiving as he offers back to God out of the blessing that God gives to him. That story is about us and what we're doing right now. Today we are in a place and at a point in our life together as a community of faith that is not so different from where Jacob stood. God has made a promise to us and God has caused us to be a blessing to other people. And God calls us to continue to be a blessing to other people. For 75 years now, God has kept his promise. And now God is calling us to renew our commitment to be a blessing to others. And God is calling us to lives of continual thanksgiving and continual generosity. And when we respond faithfully to the call of God, what we will find is that we are sharing in the work that God himself is doing in the world. Today, St. Michael and All Angels is launching a campaign. And that campaign is called Building Our Future. And this campaign has two dimensions. The first dimension is focused on the continued growth and development of our mission and ministries. And the second dimension of the campaign is focused on preparing ourselves to be the church that we will need to be in the future, to be a place where people can encounter the living God. I'm going to talk a little bit about each of those dimensions of this campaign. The first focus of this campaign has to do with the continued development of our ministries. We are doing, let me tell you, a lot of good work. We are seeing opportunities for growth in worship. We are seeing opportunities for growth in formation, in pastoral care, in mission and outreach, in ministry to children and youth, in ministry to young adults, in our music ministries, virtually everywhere. We are seeing growth and we are seeing more opportunities for more growth. It is now evident that we need to be more strategic and more intentional and more selective than ever as we pursue the many opportunities that are available to us because this congregation is poised to make a tremendous difference not only in the lives of our members but also in the wider community and in the wider church. And the strategic alignment and development of our ministries is the way that we're going to achieve the goals and the opportunities that we are being given. One way, probably the most important way that you can support that effort is to make a commitment to grow in your life of faith. Become actively involved in those ministries that will help you grow spiritually and become actively involved in those ministries that will enable you to be a blessing to others. God calls each and every one of us, just as God called Jacob. So ask yourself in the weeks and months ahead, how is God calling me to greater faithfulness? How is God calling me to be a blessing to others? In the months ahead, you are going to be invited to make a commitment to a new level of discipleship by going deeper in prayer, deeper in learning, deeper in serving, and deeper in giving. It's one way.
Another way you can support this effort is to make a commitment to our annual giving campaign. This is stewardship. In the weeks ahead, you're going to be given an opportunity to make a pledge to the annual stewardship campaign, and I encourage you to be as prayerful and as invested and as generous about your commitment as you have ever been. The growth of our ministries will depend on the involvement and the support of every member of our community. That's the first part of the campaign, discipleship, spiritual growth, and annual giving. The second part of the campaign has a more long-term focus and is designed to help us prepare to be the church that we are going to be in the coming years. Our building is lovely, and our building has problems. <laughs> Over the next few years, you're sitting in one of them. <laughs> Over the next few years, we are going to transform this campus into the kind of place that better supports our mission and our ministries. We are going to build spaces that better accommodate opportunities for fellowship and for gathering, spaces that invite people from the community around us to come and to experience this place and to encounter God. We're going to reorganize the places where work gets done and allow those who are serving in different ministries to collaborate more effectively. And we're going to update our utilities throughout the building. Getting all of that done will require a capital campaign. To be clear, it's going to require the biggest capital campaign that this church has seen for a long time. In order to transform our campus into the kind of place it will need to be, we are going to raise $60 million. That's a lot of money. But here's the remarkable part. Over 80% of that money has already been committed. We are already at the point at which we have raised over $50 million. The members of this community are already responding with tremendous faithfulness and generosity to the vision for mission and ministry that is now before us. And in the weeks ahead, you're going to be given an opportunity to make a commitment to the capital campaign. I encourage you again to be as prayerful and as invested and as generous about your commitment as you have ever been. The transformation of this campus is going to depend on the involvement and the support of all of us. So I hope you heard there are three calls here, three invitations to help build our future and participate in the work that God is doing in and through us to be a blessing to others. First, there is the commitment to discipleship and spiritual growth. However long you've been a Christian, however long you've been a member of St. Michael, there is always more to learn. There is always more to do and there is always more to grow. That's because there is always more to the promise that God makes to each of us, more ways that we can experience God's blessing and more ways that we can be a blessing to others. Second, commit to a life that is shaped by continual thanksgiving. Support the annual giving campaign and thereby help ensure the ongoing growth and development of our ministries. And third, commit to a life that is shaped by generosity supports the capital campaign, and thereby help to ensure the transformation of the campus into the kind of facility that we will need to have to be the church that God is calling us to be. Now, please note, what we're not going to ask you to do is to pick one of those or to pick even two of those. You're going to be asked to choose all three. Discipleship and thanksgiving and generosity are not mutually exclusive. 
They are mutually dependent. Each and every member of St. Michael can respond to all three of those invitations. This is an all-hands-on-deck kind of moment, or as our rector likes to say, everybody into the pool. This is how we are being invited to respond to God's promise that when we are faithful to him, he will be faithful to us and he will bless us and through us will bless others. God has promised to be with us wherever we go and for 75 years, God has been faithful to that promise. So let us now respond in faith to all that God is doing among us, knowing when we do so that God will continue to be with us until he has accomplished everything that God has promised. Amen.